Yo. Hello, listeners. Good evening. How's it going? Gentlemen. Yes. And ladies. Oh, and I, was, I was just talking to you guys. I, I don't address the oh. listeners. <laughs> All right. Yes, we don't speak to them. <coughs> I mean, we do, but... It, it makes me yes. nervous. <laughs> yes. We have terrible stage fright, which is why we, we record ourselves basically every month-ish now. We used to have a release schedule. Remember when we had a release schedule? That was incredible. I, I remember that because I still get the uh, calendar notifications. <laughs> to be oh, man. I'm like, That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, well... If <laughs> that's not if computers, happening, <laughs> if computers didn't already ruin your life enough, <laughs> here's a new event on your calendar in the category Broken Dreams. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so what's up, Philip? I think you, I think you had a story to tell. Yeah, I, I, one in an uh, part two in an ongoing series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's becoming a bit of a. A bit of a bit in my life, um, and uh, I'm not entirely thrilled with that, but um, <laughs> I'm from Texas, and apparently this is my lot in life, uh, to have these kind of things happen to me. You can um, take the boy out of Texas. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was, out, I was out with some friends recently, and uh, we ended up, I think it was the second bar we visited, and it was a bar, bar known as Skinny Dennis. Which is uh, uh, kind of a, kind of a facsimile a, a of a of a, of a honky tonk bar. Uh, do do I? Do both you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that? Uh, I have. I'm just imagining like a saloon, like a, like a old yeah, west I think yeah. saloon, saloon with like silly music playing inside it. Yeah, like lo- somewhat like a saloon. Like you know, there's country or bluegrass band. You know, it's very shitty. There's peanut shells on the floor. There's sawdust. Yeah. Ah, peanut shells and sawdust. Very rustic. Um, All right, word. But the thing about this place is it's it's in Williamsburg. <clears throat> so odd. So I I I go in there. I'm like, this is weird. Like it's like fucking Disney World because, uh, yep. you, you know, you you got you've got three types of people in there. You got you got Williamsburg people, who we've talked about on the show. Uh, you've got kind of bridge and tunnel crowd, like you know people. At least reverse bridge and tunnel. You got people from Midtown and whatever who just get off the train and they're like, "Oh, let's let's go to this place." The hip just hang out. And 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 then the third type of person is me. Um. So, I'm in there with some friends, and there's actually a really great like country band playing. I like going in there because it makes you feel like kind of like I'm at home. Not quite, but close. Um, and, and they're playing like Freddie King songs. It's great. I'm having a great time. Then uh, a, a fella, fella walks over and he, he uh, he's very drunk. Uh, he's wearing a tight tight T-shirt, uh, you know, probably about a foot foot shorter than I am. Uh, and he, he goes up to my friend and he just step full on steps on her feet, and she gets mad. And then he takes that opportunity to put his hands like all over her. And I'm like, yo, that that ain't cool. Fuck you. What a creep. And then he fucks off out the <clears throat> door. He wanders off out of the bar. We think he's gone. Turn back, continue watching the music. Then I see the dude come back in. And my other friend, it's like I saw this happen in slow motion. Like, as he passes, she flicks him in the back of the neck. Because she's like, hey, fuck that guy. And he turns around and he's like, hey, what? Did you you just flick me in the back of the neck? She She plays it off. She's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. And, like, as he's doing this, he gets very close to them and, like, starts putting his hands all over them. And I'm like, god damn it. So, like, I get in between him and them. And I start moving him away. And I'm like, yo, yo, you need to to fuck off. And then he puts his hands all over me. And then I was like, yo, get get your hands off me. And he was like, what, you you trying trying to be tough or something? Like, he, he suddenly affects this voice. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, this is this is just how I am. Like, and it's just a personal space issue. Yeah, and I was just like, I was like, yo, like you can't you can't touch my friends like that. You need to fuck off. And then my friend Brian walks over and he's like, yo, dude, you should really just go away. And he's like, the guy just kind of sits there and eyes us for a while, and then he starts wandering off. And then he does this thing where he's like, 
he kind of he kind of looks like he at me like like he has like I don't know like kind of like he wants to fight or or like he wants to fuck. Um, he was like, "Yeah, I'll be uh. seeing you again later, real soon." <laughs> like like all, trying to be threatening, um, but and, coming out mostly as seductive. Yeah, yeah, and all all I could do um, was was laugh at him. And laugh and laugh and laugh until he walked away, um, which was surprisingly effective. Um, which was great. Nobody, nobody wants a bar fight to happen ever. Uh, Philip kids guffaw. Yeah, it's yeah, super was, effective. <laughs> yeah, so you know, if somebody's getting in your face, uh, just just laugh at him. Um, so Philip, you seem uh, perhaps understandably, you seem wary of the prospects of bar fights. Now, I've never been in. Nor seen a bar fight. Same you, here. I've seen them. I've 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 never been in one. Um, but you know, it, you're it's just you know, fights are already a bad idea. Oh yeah, kids, kids never never. Well, use discretion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but use you your know, best judgment. In, in a bar, you have deciding. you have a bunch of people who are very intoxicated. With around a lot of glass, like you know, uh, it just seems like a bad venue for a fight. And that too, and like you know what, if 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 you might get your ass kicked by a really big fella, they call the bouncer. Like you know, that guy's bored, and that guy sees sees a lot of fights. It's fun for him. Like so, so yeah, I've seen it. I'm I'm definitely wary of it. Um, I actually had something similar happen. This this was not a violent encounter, but it was strange. Um, I was at actually at the sister bar of this bar, and I'm sitting there by the jukebox. Uh, I had just finished uh, listening to James Taylor's "Fire and Rain," so I was very relaxed. Excellent. And I, I have a little, I have a little abrasion on my forehead, and uh, a little fellow fellow walks over to me and, and and he puts his thumb on it. Ah. We hadn't talked. He just straight up puts his thumb on it. And he's like, just stares at me. I was like, Yo, did you just curse me or something? And. <laughs> He was like, no. He's like, and he keeps his finger on there. I'm like, yo, take your finger off my face. And he's like, yo, what is that? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, how'd, how'd you get that? I was like, I headbutted a guy for putting his thumb on my face. <laughs> and like, he gets this look on his face. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. But, but seriously, don't touch my face. <laughs> It was a strange night for me. Um, that, that's odd, that's, man. It was like a full moon or something like that. Is that what that was? No, and this kind of shit happens all the time. Like, like how long have we been recording this podcast and I always have a story like this? Like, weird <laughs> shit just follows me. That's yeah, fucked man. up, man. I, I don't know. The I don't know. What it norms is. of human like, behavior don't apply there. It, it yeah. might be. It might be my 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 disposition. People are just like, oh, that that looks like a guy I can just put my, go put my hands on, like. <laughs> it's annoying, <laughs> but I do it. I do it for you and you know whoever might uh, otherwise be listening, who I won't address. <laughs> for the- so, your story about you know your mentioning of bored bouncers reminds me of a time in my life when I was taking jujitsu classes, <laughs> and uh, it was really fun. And it's an amazing sport. Uh, recommend it highly. Just because it, uh, it's an, it's terrific exercise, uh, and also really interesting. But uh, I come in one Saturday class, and uh, you know there's like uh, eight people there, and I was the n- and no, there were like seven people there, and I was the eighth, and uh, so it's cool because we can just pair off and you know do the day's exercises. However, everybody pairs off, but me and Tony. Mm-mm. Tony was a bouncer for Cleveland's largest strip club, the uh, the Platinum Horse, I believe. <laughs> Memory, memory's a little memory's a little hazy. I believe it was a platinum something. The plat- and, platinum uh, stallion. Yeah, yeah, that 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 sounds more like it. I don't know. I don't remember. But the platinum Archeopteryx. <laughs> Tony was like six foot five, and like two hundred and forty pounds of raw muscle, and I'm like. I'm 6'2", yeah. and, and in high school, I straight up weighed, like, 140 pounds, yeah. like... So this guy, this guy was outmatched. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He didn't know and who he was dealing with. I kind of look around. I look around at the faces of my other jiu-jitsu doing compatriots, several of whom were my friends, you know, at high school. And they're all, like, significantly shorter than me. They were, like, you know, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, and we're the two tallest ones. They, and they kind of look at me with this sort of, like, apologetic look <laughs> in their eyes. Like, you're on your own, dude. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not shouldering your burden. Anyway, then it's all kind of a blur. Uh, and then I'm, I'm, like, awake at home several hours later, like, clutching a bottle of Gatorade like it's a baby. <laughs> and then I learned, I, I learned the next few, uh, in the next few days that Tony was only recent, that, that was Tony's first jiu-jitsu lesson in six months, because he was legally barred from taking any self-defense classes <laughs> after he put another, pat- uh, put a patron of the Platinum, whatchamacallit, in a coma. Holy fuck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I got I, my ass kicked six I'm ways curious. from Sunday. It was bad. It was real bad. I'm, I'm curious, Patrick, knowing, knowing your family as I do, do, did anybody taunt you about your pain? <laughs> oh, no. No. My, see, like, my family is, like, elementally, they're all very kind people, so they're all, like, elementally disturbed by like physical combat of any nature even one you know under sporting rules so like they hate they they never watch me they never watch me do jujitsu because it was like stressful for them which is okay. kind of sweet okay no that's that's very i i and, and i don't mean to suggest that your family is not at at their hearts kind but you know i i, I as i always say you know trolling trolling is an act of affection Yes, yes, and my and family are all really very good at it's it. It's hard for me to believe that your father would not walk by and, and, and make a, a, a comment about the state of your body. Well, no. Or maybe, like, I, 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 punch you on the arm, just, hey, kid, how's <laughs> going? No. <laughs> I basically bottled up all that hurt, you know, and... Because displaying vulnerability is totally not my personal brand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask everyone, I'm tough as the dickens. <laughs> so there's a there's an elephant in the room, gentlemen. And the elephant in the room is the Earl Sweatshirt album, which was released in the interval between our last recording and now. So it's been out for like um a month at this point. God, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we suck. We really suck. Yeah, pretty bad. And so, what are your thoughts on it? Like, monologue, guys. It's, uh, from my, my, my summary is that it's an album I've been waiting a long time for. And to be totally honest, it completely delivered. And more. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard for me to think substantial ways in which it could be better. Not to say that it's unimpeachable. It's, I'd say it's like a f- couple, maybe one or two shots, notches short of like an all-time rap classic, but still like a terrific album, one of the year's best. But yeah, it's I exactly it's what a- I wanted to see from Earl at this point in time. Like it's hugely promising. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it has the mark of of all good albums. Like, you know, when I first listened to it, I was I was hugely impressed. It was it delivered exactly what I wanted, but. Even the tracks I was kind of lukewarm on, like like maybe like stuff like, you know, um, maybe Guild. Um, actually, Guild Guild was kind of yeah. Guild was one I was lukewarm on, and I was actually at first, yeah, this may surprise you. I was actually kind of warm on or lukewarm on uh, what was it uh, Twenty Wave Caps. Oh yeah, the, the first, third like, song with Domo but, Genesis. But like Domo kills it on that song. Like, and as I listen to this album, every time I listen to it, it gets better. Like, it does. Yeah. It really is. Oh yeah. It's it's like it's so fucking dense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. It's super dense. It's like Mad Villainy and the other works of MF Doom in that it's super dense and it feels incredibly long even though it's forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We should just go track by track, I feel like, because like there's so <laughs> much to say. Like Um yeah, we we, we yeah. can do that. I mean, we could like like you know, just and, and and actually listening listening to the first track pre was like Fucking! It was kind of a shocker because, like, yeah. how are you going to open the album with uh, a feature of like Frank Ocean's cousin? 
Yeah, it, who it, nobody the, the, has ever heard of. Right. And also, it, like, it has this, like, like really, like, sort of, like, southern trap sound to it. It's like this slow, sort of menacing, yeah. like... It, it, it's like like cheap ass synthesizer. Yes, cheap quality. ass synthesizer was was what I was going to emphasize. <laughs> yeah, quality to it, and in his the uh, SK Laflair, his rapping is really like it's re- very regular and kind of slow. But like, it's like he reminds me of Lil B. Yeah, and but over the course of the verse, it like gets pretty fucking intense. Like, it just sort of builds and builds and builds, and then Earl comes in. Yeah. And then it's like, holy shit, yeah. his verse is insane. Just and then, insane. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And then it goes directly into Burgundy. Yeah, which, which, which is, is, is really the high, a, yeah. a highlight of the album. That's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. I mean, it was produced by noted, uh, noted post-modem subject, uh, Pharrell. Noted, immortal, handsome, alien piece of shit, Pharrell. Yes. He is from the same planet as Benedict Cumberbatch. And Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Let's call back. Actually, um, can we call back I, yes. real quick? Let me just interrupt real quick. Have you, you guys seen Star Trek Into Darkness, right? Yep. Yep. Called Call it. twice. We called it. We were so pre- we were pressing it as hell. Cumberbatch is an alien. It's true. You're right. He well, is. Well, or some of. kind of genetic mutation. Yeah, yeah. He's not an alien. He's, 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 from, he's from the past... And a superhuman. He's another species. Yes. You one could argue, yes. A super species. Yes, he's better. <laughs> That's what's important, is that he's just better than us. Well, yeah, what's important is that he's he's not quite human. Yes. It's true. It's true. Back back to Doris. Um, um Twenty Wave Caps. That's it's yeah. uh we that's, already talked about it a little. I I love. That's probably. It might be my favorite verse yeah. on the album is Damo's. Damo goes oh, it's really so good. fucking hard. It's, and, and people sleep on him like oh, nobody man. listens to Damo Genesis as much as they should. Yeah, I think. I it's, think it's because when he started off in Out of Future, he was like, he was not nearly the rapper he is today. Yeah, he was. He was very like. I just don't enjoy listening to his early earlier work because like he just wasn't putting it in lyri- uh, lyrically, and uh, yep. his cadence uh, has improved so much more. Yeah, it's just it's just more dense. Like there's just more happening lyrically in his mm-hmm. lyric in his rhymes now. Like much more internal rhyme, many more ideas. Like, um, and just like his the mechanics of the of his flow is like way crisper mm-hmm. too. And it, Earl's verse on 20 Wave Caps, I felt, at first, I was really not into it. I was like, ugh. But, like, over time, as I've listened to it more, like, I, I feel like I've gotten more into it, like... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not the strongest verse on the album. Yeah, it's got this weird sort of, like... Some of, A number of the other verses have this to some degree, but not quite as much. It's got this sort of, like, stuttery, like, stop and start kind of quality to it. And it's, I mean, it's interesting, but it's, like, not... It's not the best for like wild and out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have the you have the much talked about uh, Sunday featuring Frank Ocean in a rare rapping role and throwing shots at Chris Brown. In, yes. Which and every and li- like Chris Brown is an awful human being, as we've discussed in the podcast Fuck before. Chris so. Fuck Chris um, Brown. Uh, so it's nice to see him get like a Frank Ocean style comeuppance. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Frank's Frank's which is like, great. Yeah, it's and fantastic. Frank Ocean style comeuppance is like a really snide throwaway com- uh, comment, you know, because like he, he he just doesn't even want to mention you that much, and that makes yep. it all the more devastating. Yeah. Yep. I love the production on that song too. Oh yeah, that, that's all Earl. Beautiful. Uh, I I actually really the, the it's one of my. I really like Frank's part, but I don't like the uh, keyboards on the chorus. I, I think mm. they sound really hokey. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in. But it. I do like the verses. And then, like, I think uh, around midway, like the middle section of this album is like just insanely it's good. Killer. Yeah, it's yeah. just insanely good. It's uh, it reminds me a bit actually of Channel Orange, which also yeah. has a middle section that is just like 
four songs that you just want to plug into your brainstem. Yeah. They're that good. So, Hive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. We did, we've discussed how insane it is, though, on the podcast, yeah. so we can skip this. We have. Uh, then Centurion, right? We, well, we've no, we no, discussed... No, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, Chum. There's, there's Chum. Chum. It, yeah. We, we've we discussed Chum, Chum, but I think it bears... I, I really... Like, I think Chum is really, like, my favorite song on this album. Like, I think... I'm like, shit, like, Earl deserves a Grammy for that song. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's yeah. his... It's like his first classic recording, where you're like, oh, shit, okay, yes, yes. Yep. Like, people who don't like rap have told me that they love this song. Yeah. It's it's beautiful, and it's, like, it's, it's beautiful. touching, and it's it's... Daring. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't come up with more superlatives. Um, and you know, he, uh, he co-composed the song and rec- and wrote and recorded his verse in one take. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the co-producers were like, "What?" Yeah, it blows my fucking mind. <laughs> it yeah, blows man. my mind. Kid's so talented. It's He's, disgusting. Yeah. Um, and then you have the uh, Sasquatch, Sasquatch with Tyler, which is. The ending section of this, of uh, Earl's last verse on that song, is, uh, to me, the most technically impressive moment on an album full of very technically impressive rhymes and couplets. It's yeah. just unbelievable. I, I, I wrote in, I, I did a review of uh, Doris for uh, my cousin's blog, City of Islands, and I made sure to touch on, and I just threw, like, the gushingest uh adjectives i could because uh it's it's so good it's almost difficult to describe without just sending you sending all of our listeners a youtube link (laughs) it's it's supreme i mean it's 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 just absolutely insane yeah Uh, and centurion is interesting uh it's got a really it's got a pretty unusual structure Mm -hmm. um but it's got just this like creepy as fuck atmosphere. Yeah, it that song to me sounds like it could have been taken directly from like the your mid nineties RZA productions. Yeah, that that beat could have been on uh, to Cal or only built for Cuban Links. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just so dark and grimy. I and mean, this album sounds like it's from New York sonically. Yep, but it's made in almost it's made in L.A., which is really odd and interesting. Uh, and very much unlike uh, most of the rappers uh, out nowadays, even the New York rappers, I think, are making you know these crossover California or st- southern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, so the southern like dominated the whole, dominated the entire two thousand. Right. So well, even people like Flatbush and Underachievers and you know some of the other like new 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 York people, they still make like you know southern inspired tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Earl kind of has one, but it's really short on this album, uh, Uncle Al, which we'll get to later, I guess. Well, it's like uh, there's I mean, the subsequent track track is an instrumental by Earl, which is quite good. Yes, it is. It is quite good. I think, I, I, and I actually think it like it's uh, it's it helps a lot with the tracking of the album to have that in there. It's kind yeah, of a palate it, cleanser. Yeah, it's it's the it's basically the start of side two. Yeah, um, essentially. And yeah, then you've got the southern sound, sounding Uncle Al, which is short, very short, you know, under a minute, uh, but uh, very solid. You've got the uh, the feature with Mac Miller Guild, which is which is chopped and screwed. Uh, I really liked it. I really I liked it from when it when it came out when they uh, it came out ahead of the album release, and they had. Uh, they had the pitch shifted the vocals way much lower than they are on the album. Yeah, they the were album. almost unintelligible. Yeah, I, they definitely were way too low in the initial mix. Yeah, I, I, I wish that they were a little bit lower, but I guess you know they kind of backed off from it. Um, you, you really like chopped and screwed though, Colin. I do. Whereas, which yeah, I, I'm a big which fan. I'm not so much into. Like it's just. Yeah, it I love like... chopped and screwed stuff. DJ Screw. I just like listening to slow down shit. Yeah, so like Guild grew on me, but like at first I definitely did not like it. It was the, it was the lowest point of the album for me. Did you guys um, did you guys uh, see the video of uh, Earl and Mac performing 
that song at Coachella. No. Like no. Like during during Max verse, like nobody is moving at all. Oh shit. And and Earl like fucking calls out the crowd like as soon as he's about to start his verse, he's like he's like, Yo, when I start rapping, y'all better start moving. That's fucked up. <laughs> and like and, and like Mac Miller's over to the side, like laughing his ass off. Yeah. Matt Miller's pretty great. I mean he's from Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh represent, you know. Yep. Uh he got good. Like he got really yeah, good. Yeah, we yeah, we mentioned that we he got good. Um and the last the, the, but uh the last quarter of the album is also incredibly solid. Yeah. Um you got, you know, the Rizza feature, Molasses, which is terrific. And sound again, sounds like it could be straight off of, you know, his mid nineties production. Yeah. And we still want to hear the what twenty minute freestyle was, for that was session. Was it twelve? It was twelve minute free. Yeah, it was a twelve minute freestyle about his purse. Yeah, what, yeah, is what we were told. The lost Rizzaverse about his purse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reach inside my purse to find something worthless. <laughs> um, we discussed there's, track thirteen. Whoa, before I think yeah, that was a single. Fucking great. It's still it, that's that not a trick. Maybe this is just coming to the album from the context of having listened to the singles over and over and over again already, but I feel like they don't fit quite as well with the rest of the album in some ways. Like they kind of they kind of seem like jammed in there a little bit. And I think Earl actually mentioned this to a degree. He was saying that it, it's hard to. Uh, he was talking about a potential Earl Wolf collaboration. He was saying it's really hard to get shit that's been recorded over a, a longer time span to sound cohesive so that mm-hmm, he would and mm-hmm. in, in, in that context he would want to do Earl Wolf and uh, which would be him and Tyler the creator in like a month or so like just sit down and be like we're gonna record this album in a month um, and that's interesting so maybe that's part of what was going on with that yeah it's a th- that song also kind of s- sticks out because it's the only like track that i would play to get people like hyped up really right right yeah yeah it's the it's real like for me this is a dark album this is an insular album this is not like an ambient music album yes uh it's it's intensely confessional and personal but like and like that's a moment where it's just like okay everybody let's have a really good time yeah exactly like whoa is like a like a fun song like even though the lyrics are definitely graphic you know i i haven't told you guys about this but it, it really upset me and, it, and it's it's it it gets to this point um i was at a bachelor party a little while back and and music was on we were playing drinking games and like they were playing some just fucking shitty ass music like so i was like yo like i put on i put on whoa by earl i was like oh you everybody get behind this this is a great fucking song like yeah and it's on and then this just fucking dude stops and he's like yo like no, nobody wants to listen to rap to rap at parties, and I was like, "What the what? fuck kind of parties you what been to?" What the fuck? What? That guy's probably racist. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'll listen to rap at funerals. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in my will. Play rap music. Yes. Um, because there's a lot of awesome rap songs that can be played at a funeral. Oh yeah. There's um, a, I can't go to sleep, the uh, off the W. That'd be a good one for a funeral. Mm-hmm. Tears. There's yeah, a, I'm just all gonna name Wu Tang tracks. Sorry. Method Man. Method Man. going. Torture motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut your kneecaps off and make you kneel on some staircases. <laughs> oh, that felt like that 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 always like makes me grimace. Oh. Um, but yeah, like it's a it's a really sodding terrific album. Um, you couldn't and you know it got really good overall really good reviews. I was very glad, and it's a weird feeling to uh, after like because like I heard Earl like back in late 2010 like a couple months after he went off to Samoa yeah uh and it's really weird to see like uh 
a rapper who I had heard about on like hip hop like blogs and who was 16 at the time like being interviewed in the New York Times yeah. and the New Yorker and uh you know like just and being recognized as one of the greats it's really a weird feeling it makes it, it's it's a feeling like having bet on the correct horse <laughs> you're like yes i knew it yeah nice it's a good feeling and also like you know honestly uh, i was the thing i was really worried about and well not really but i was somewhat worried about um was the album drops and like it got crazy huge and that would have been awesome I, like i kind of wish that would have but on the other hand like you know i my heart would have just broken a little bit if i was like on the subway and like some like some asshole is just sitting there blasting earl and i'm like it clearly you know uh, it's like yeah exactly. oh yeah that's that's a frightening thought you know this 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 is kind of touches on something that i've been thinking about a lot is that once a thing gets popular enough it's not that it's it's not that I'm like a, a hipster and like don't want to listen to popular music or watch popular TV shows, but it becomes really hard to tell if something is actually good or if people are just sort of like going along with the flow or or even like, you know, a lot of people have shitty taste. They may be into something that's good because it's so popular and they heard about it, but usually, normally they're into really crappy, you know, Yeah, stuff. and in, in this age of, uh, you know... Uh, advertorials, you know, like yeah, fake magazine articles. Like, how can you be sure that? Uh, and in the age of you know social media bullshit, which we are surrounded by every day, uh, how do you know that like Buzz isn't just a viral marketing campaign cooked up by some insufferable pricks? Yep, it's rough, man. This is why I don't watch Breaking Bad. <clears throat> this is why I don't watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> I don't watch Breaking Bad because that show stresses me the fuck out, man. Dude, I, that that actually—I I wouldn't expect Patrick to be watching it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I don't it need really that. Is, like, I don't need that stress really in my life. Yeah. It's intense as fuck. Like, I okay. There's one episode left. I've watched all of them. On the one hand, I'm sad it's ending, but on the other, I'm really fucking glad it's ending because I don't know <laughs> if I could take another one after this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is tiring. Like every, I go out to a bar every weekend with some friends to watch Breaking Bad, and every night I drank more than the last night. <laughs> like afterwards, afterwards I'm just like, oh fuck. Like it, you got. You, it's like you're gonna carry that weight, man. Like it's rough. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to carry that weight. Boy, you've got to carry that weight. <laughs> boop, boop, Let's boop, see. Boop, boop. Uh, what else? What's on the list? <clears throat> uh, we could talk about... Uh, uh, I mean, I guess this is a pretty good place to talk about Rock the Bells, since I saw Earl there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! Yeah, so I went to uh, Rock the Bells, which is uh, the first hip-hop music festival, 10-year anniversary this year. I didn't know it was the first hip-hop festival. It was That's the first cool. hip, like all, only hip-hop music festival. Uh, or so they claim. <laughs> The organizers of Rock the Bells claim this. Um, um, I'm sure they. Would, was, I'm sure there are other festivals who disagree. <laughs> like how, given a saint, like right. a, a relic from the saint, there are like five churches who claim that they have the original relic. Right. Exactly. So, but it's been going on for a while. It's. It was. It was I've heard of it. I never. I hadn't been before. Um, and it's at the Shoreline Amphitheater down here in um, Mountain View, which maybe like an hour or so south of San Francisco. And, uh, you know, music festivals are, are an interesting thing, um, especially when they're at a, a music venue that isn't designed already to support multiple concerts. So in this case, you had the main stage, which was just the Shoreline Amphitheater, the way it always is. Um, and then you had two other stages, which were essentially, and by essentially I mean just, Set up in a parking lot. <laughs> so you're standing on gravel in a parking lot watching people perform. <laughs> which is like not fun. Yeah, like it's not fun. a pleasant experience to be like staying there. I, I scratched my phone because I sat down. Like it's oh, not dude, fun. That sucks. Luckily it was on the back, so it's all good. Oh, yeah. No, really care, yeah. But 
Like, I had just gotten a new one, and it was like, fuck, like, this is bullshit. Like, I have this hat, I've had this for like a day, and now it's oh, fucked that up. sucks. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, but it was a really good experience. Like, I really enjoyed it. Uh, of course, there was tons of food and beer and everything like that happening. There, there was a the festival. There was a lot of but, a lot of puking, right? A lot of puking. Was there? Who who puked? I, I saw a lot. Of, I saw some puking photos. Oh yeah, this was uh, good. what? This was good. This was not us. So what happened was there was this guy. This was when we got there on the first day, Saturday, at like two o'clock in the afternoon. This dude was like already like hurting. He was hurting. Like, he couldn't stand or sit. He sort of, like, was propping himself up on his elbow, trying to look casual. (laughs) I have been there. Was clearly, like, barely (laughs) able to, like, just not, like, completely fucking fall apart. And he puked so much. And his friends would have him puke into, like, cups and containers and things. And, like, (laughs) one of the things he puked into was, like, a Starbucks cup. Like, a, like a, a grande Starbucks cup. And it was full of puke. And was just sitting there waiting for, uh, for somebody to knock it over. No. It was so nasty. But yeah, this dude was like fucked up. People like got like I don't know. I think there was a fight. People definitely there was many people getting in, in carted away on stretchers throughout the music festival, and there were always people going in and out of the like first aid tent. God damn. Yeah, people were, people were wilding out, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Because cause the thing is is, is 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 that Rock the Bells is is it gets a lot of people f- from San Jose, not from San Francisco, which if you're not familiar with the demographics of the Bay Area, like San Jose is the is much much cheaper to live in, like that area. Yeah. San Francisco is extremely expensive. It's like it's like living in Manhattan or something like that. Like it's it's really expensive. I believe San Francisco average rent prices uh, surpassed NYC. Though NYC has still has the most expensive apartments. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more like New York City as a whole, like all five boroughs. Yeah, but if you look at Manhattan, the individual boroughs, like San Francisco is like in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Manhattan is still more expensive, and you get way less for what you get. Mm-hmm. Have um, you seen that one Tumblr that's all about uh, one room apartments in Manhattan? <laughs> yep. And they're yep. they're like they start at like fourteen hundred bucks a month, and it's just like a picture of something two notches away from a jail cell, <laughs> like a dirt yeah. like picture including a dirty stained mattress yeah. and yeah. one fluorescent bulb burnt out. <laughs> when I, one of the times I stayed in New York, I stayed in this youth hostel on the Upper West Side, um, and like it was like sixty bucks a night. It was incredibly cheap. Oh fuck. But it Dude, was no, but no. no, it was fine. Like the only thing is, there was only a bed in the room. <laughs> there was not even a light, and it was on the Upper West Side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like it was there's, nice there's up there. nothing. It's nice, but there's like nothing up there. I don't know. I, w- I was in town to go primarily to uh, something in um, at the like it was at the Met, the Met Opera. So it was okay. a perfect location. Like it was, it was fine. Like. We just got on the subway and then we we're right there where the uh, the opera house is on the like you know uh, west side there on Broadway. Um, it's where the the orchestra hall and all that stuff is. I don't yeah. know what it's called. Um, anyway, like back to Rock the Bells. It was pretty awesome to have just nothing but hip hop music, and there were a couple of like electronic music acts sprinkled in here and there. Um, I saw, I saw Earl Sweatshirt and Tyler, um, both performing sets individually. Um, that was awesome. Uh, I've seen them both before, um, like, uh, when Tyler came to the Bay Area and he brought Earl with him, but, uh, Earl sounded great. He played a lot of great stuff. He even played some stuff off his, you know, like older stuff. I think he played like uh, drop, which was really fun. Uh that is my number one played song in my iTunes library. It's awesome. Nice. It's a great song. The beats are incredible, and Earl's verse, verses are just fantastic. Uh, there was, back when, or here's a uh, little Earl factoid. There's a thing, um, went back like in 2010, I was trying to find out like who is Earl Sweatshirt and why is he missing. Right. The guy who produced Drop put out like a video uh, 
a, a video bulletin saying like I'm looking for Earl Sweatshirt like where is he because he had heard the song and he was like okay this is insanely good yeah yeah it's pretty incredible um I also saw so on on Saturday I saw at, at the end of the night I saw Bone Thugs and Harmony which was awesome nice and they were, they those guys were legit like they really yeah. can like they're like harmonizing on stage and shit. Like they're real musicians. Like oh yeah, those, those dudes they're veterans. Cool. They were recording with Biggie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been around forever, and they were they were great. They did they did all their, their stuff you would want them to do. E Eternal, nineteen ninety nine, like Crossroad, all that stuff. Like uh, that was fantastic. Uh, surprise, surprisingly good was Juicy J. Uh, oh yeah, Juicy J has had like a career renaissance. Like yeah, he was he in was Three Six really, Mafia. He was really and good. He was really fun. Nobody, nobody could name the individual members of Three Six Mafia. No, I, I, I certainly can't. I didn't yes. even know he was in Three Six Mafia. Yes, he was. <laughs> I believe. I mean, I'm gonna like look this up so I don't look like an idiot on the internet because we can't have that. <laughs> um, we should interestingly we should enough. We should deliberately I, what, what, what put it, it, we should deliberately put some mis- misinformation on our podcast. See anybody calls us on it. <laughs> yes, can we? It's like that. Can, it's like that classic image of troll of like the, the guy who's trolling. Yeah, right? it's like what like what trolls want you to believe? Like, ha ha, yes. you fell into my trap. What trolls actually do? Ha <laughs> 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 troll you! <laughs> Crying, typing. So. What we need to do is we need to come up with some total misinformation that sounds really authoritative. We need to cite imaginary sources when we're discussing it. Oh, yeah. Then we need to insert this nonsense into Wikipedia, citing <laughs> our own podcast and the fictional sources we cite. <laughs> yeah. Although we may have made a, a, a critical mistake. Yes. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Talking the about. Podcast. <laughs> this is a private Cut this out and post, Colin. <laughs> okay, sure. Yes, no, definitely. This, this will post. happen. We don't have post. <laughs> we don't even have... A, I was thinking, like, do you think we should get, like, a musical intro? Maybe? Do we know, know any musicians? I mean, I, I could make something. It'd be, it could be good. But Let's like, hire, like, want- a rock band to do, like, a, jo- a jaunty <laughs> little tune, you know? We need a jingle. That's what Dude, we need. We should have, we should Why? Have a no, we don't need a jingle. Yes, or we if do. We do. If we do, we like it a... should be like rap oriented, not a jingle. Oh, jingle. naturally, it has to be. It has to be a hot ringtone. <laughs> you could probably, you could probably get like entire Limp Biscuit songs for free now. <laughs> yeah, they'll license the those what to they, anybody. What, what are they doing with Roland? Like, can we can we use Roland? Dude. I was thinking about Limp Bizkit today. That's weird. Bader Meinhof. <laughs> Man, um, I wore those CDs out. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure lie. you could buy the the rights to that song from Fred Durst <laughs> for like half a pack of condoms and a, a can of spray cheese. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred Durst is totally the kind of guy who would do favors for like stri- for spray cheese. Like, look at oh, him. Man. Google image him. <laughs> and just see this sea of Fred Durst's all staring at you, dead-eyed. Man, the 90s Making were fucked sad. up, weren't they? Yeah, man. Wait, no, that was 2000s, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Our childhoods were fucked up. Yep. Yeah, man. That's the theme of this podcast. Where have you been, Philip? Like, <laughs> we grew up in a time where rap lyrics and Mortal Kombat were sufficient threats facing America that they had congressional <laughs> hearings on that. Yep. Like, we have congressional was... hearings on whether to blow up other countries now. Kids we got shit to lucky. do, man. <laughs> we lived in a... We truly lived in a more innocent time. It was the definition of an innocent time. We didn't know <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, we, yeah, we had hearings about, about, you know, Oval Office blowjobs, you know... The threats to America were, were fellatio, Mortal Kombat, and rap. Like, sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and the streets were paved with gold. <laughs> the streets are paved with marijuana. You can buy a sandwich for a song. Yeah, man. Like, 
I'm growing distrustful of the 90s nostalgia that this current generation is having. This current generation, our generation, our generation, yes. <laughs> but like, well, like, like, when I when I say this current generation, I mean like the current media zeitgeist. Like, okay, word. We're all falling over each each other. Like, for so who can remember the '90s harder? Yes, yes. And yeah, uh, like, like, oh, they're like, they're making the fucking new Boy Meets World series. Like, yeah, did you guys yeah, see the you. thing? Did you guys see the thing that that the like? Obama like like change for America thing put out about the debt ceiling vote. They were like cool shit from the nineties that we want back. Furbies like other things like bunch of nineties like Power Rangers things from the nineties we don't want back. Congressional gridlock. Okay, <laughs> like or can I talk like about that. this for like, a second? Because like, economics. Yeah, I'm angry about this, guys. I'm really angry. Yeah, Steam. I'm angry about the Buzzfeedification. Of, like, the modern everything, discourse. Everything yes. of the world. Yeah, I hate Like, it. it's really awful. I'm expecting the New York Times to be condensed into, like, top 26 things that happened today that'll make you lol. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. List- listicles are, like, some of the worst shit. Ugh. I hate them. It's em. just... Because it, it feeds on one of the fundamental human characteristics, which is laziness. Yep. Because nobody ever reads all of those things. They go to the number one one. Why yes. wouldn't you go to the number one one? <laughs> That's the best there's, one! There's no content in the rest of them. They're all inferior. Get the fuck out of here, numbers 2 through 35. <laughs> nobody likes you. <laughs> and, and, like, fucking... BuzzFeed managed somehow to out-parody itself. Because, you know, the Koch brothers. Is it Koch or Koch? I'm going to say Koch. I think it's Koch. The Koch brothers. Koch. 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 Yeah. Like I said, the Koch brothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking, like, invested a bunch of VC money in BuzzFeed. And uh, smart-ass internet people the world over went, Oh, I wonder if we'll see, you know, 26 reasons why uh, Reaganomics was awesome. And then they actually do things like 26 reasons why Ronald Reagan was the most YOLO president. Right. It's like, it's like, guys. This isn't... <laughs> I mean, just think about that. Let that sentence sink in. That's <laughs> so bad, like, it should appear in, like, a really depressing pension novel. Or, like... Oh, yeah. On a in a magazine in uh, Ghost in the Shell or something, it's totally <laughs> dystopian future. Yeah, but we're like, living like, it. Yep. Everything about that sentence upsets me deeply. Yep, it's something like out of like the ink hell, right? And like, that's like the the techno technos. Yeah, and I, I can Diavolo <laughs> Diavolo asks what. <laughs> I, I can take what, individual what components out and be like, this makes this makes me angry. Like, okay, let's 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 take as read that there is a YOLO president, a most YOLO president. It sure as fuck ain't Red Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we limit it to the model er, mo- modern era, it's most certainly Slick Willie. I mean, come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. It, it, what's more? What's more? You only live once to get than 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 uh, you know what what built it. <laughs> I we mean, I don't, said I don't know. Blow Wait, job hold on. Scope, you hold can on. say blowjob. One one sec. It takes a lot of balls to run for a second term when you know that you're suffering from Alzheimer's. Like, pretty serious Alzheimer's. That's true. Isn't that what Ronald Reagan did? Like, am I, am I yeah. like, mistaken about the timeline there? Like, that he, like, I, I um, think, isn't that correct? I thought like, it knew? set in, like, during the last two years. Yeah. Okay. And plus, he was super old already. He was old yeah, as hell. Yeah, he was old as hell. Yeah. Anyway, I'm angry about the BuzzFeedification of our national discourse. Animated GIFs are not, like, a replacement for words. Yeah. Animated animated GIFs... uh, Okay. Here's here's something that's been pissing me off. Like, uh, all these fucking goddamn internet kids, like, they're... They're acting like they're like oh like the gif is ours we we the gif is like the voice Fuck of our generation you. animated gifs have been around for fucking ever. <laughs> I remember downloading a, an, a gif on CompuServe in 1996 when CompuServe was the only way to view a gif. <laughs> 
Like, there were no other Mac apps that could view GIFs. You had to do it through CompuServe. Damn, dude. I see. I didn't grow up in a Mac household. We were PCs till I was, like, in late high school. You missed out, man. Me too. I don't know. I learned how to administrate Windows computers. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not for, like, serious money. I'm just imagining, so now I'm imagining someone, like, ma- having mad hustle in the Windows IT game. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, fucking millions of dollars doing nothing. Or, like, like just, like, just straight-up map coke dealing to Windows IT. Like, you can't imagine everything. Like, just all of the things that would be true if Windows IT was, like, the coke game. Like, as as told by Push to T. Yeah. That would be hilarious. That would be pretty great. Um, what else have we got on the list? So, Philip and I have been playing uh, games of letterpress together, and he's unlocked the very rare situation of hyper-competitive Patrick. Because I usually stri- I usually strive to be like a pretty chill person and not to be a tremendous jackass to other human beings. But if you come at me in a word game, I want to destroy you. I'm trying to play with y'all, but y'all won't make moves. Dude, I've been Uh, waiting. I've been waiting all day. Did you play a thing? Yeah. I'm going to play the last night. I'm going to do it right now. Do it live. I don't know, man. I'm going to do it live on the recording. Okay, if, well, if, it always takes me like five minutes to move in letterpress because I have to like compile like a table of the possible options. Fuck you, Patrick. You're just saying that because I played Zoftig. That is some fucking bullshit. Zof- I played Zoftig, Zoftig for and, the win. And Zaftods. Eat a bag of syphilitic penises. Uh, I think you mean Fantods. Zaftods is. Oh yes, Fantods. Fantods. Yes. That's a, that's a good on. word. Fantods is yeah, a good word. A, that's horseshit. <laughs> that's a good time, but uh, it is. I mean, is Philip is impressive in that he beat my mother at letterpress. Hi yes. mom. Hi mom. Uh, and there aren't many people who can beat my mom at letterpress. But now I'm. I I have always. I feel like I'm almost there. And then not only do I get fucking slapped down, but I get slapped down in, in in a coherent manner made up of the words I'm being slapped down with. Like, what they, did she play they, against you? She, she creates like, a narrative of my own ass kicking. In letterpress, yeah, she does this. He's not exaggerating. Like, at one point, she actually turned the tides of the game with the word spanking. Wow! Like yeah, that's dude. that's gangster. You, you know don't what's some bullshit? Priapism isn't in the uh, letterpress dictionary. Priapism? Yeah, that's a that's that's an oversight. That's that's an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cameras, by the way, I got one. I I now own a camera for the first time in my life. This is shocking because usually programming nerds are photography nerds, but I'm not one of those. Not yet. Do you like it? What kind of ca- what kind of camera is it? I got uh, it's a uh, Panasonic point and shoot, the Lumix latest model. It's like it's not very big at all. It's like this. It's hardly bigger than like a pack of cigarettes. So uh, it's very convenient, and I can take it anywhere. Uh, did I did I talk about the time I ex- I explored uh, an abandoned factory on here? I don't think so. I don't, I don't believe so. Damn. Do you think I should talk about that? Do we have a, uh, we can we we'll probably have time for one more story and then we uh, we got to close the show. Yeah, I mean, like unless you guys have not we can talk about that. We no. could talk about we could talk about the new Grand Theft Auto. We could we could at least mention the fact we could at least mention the fact that Grand Theft Auto 5 made a billion dollars in 3 God. days. Think about that. And like that's Get a real that... Go ahead. I'm just gonna say, get that paper. Yeah, like it's yeah. It, and like I think it's worth mentioning because Grand, Grand Theft Auto is a real, uh, you know, staple, a real tentpole of our lives. I think you know. Oh yeah, our generation was, if I if I may abuse the term, arrested by Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, you know, how many hours did we fucking spend? 
playing. Like, I never played the goddamn missions in that game. Like, I, we would just spend so much time concocting the most ridiculous situations. Oh, you yeah, might say it's... you hijacked the game. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like that. That's don't, an int- don't prostitute integral yourself, Colin. Of... Ah. <laughs> Because <laughs> now I'm, I'm now I'm just thinking about the the Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> it's so good. It's a good sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Good. But yeah, we had. Uh, but yeah, and it's weird because it. Tr- Grand Theft Auto tries to be like a satirical force, but it's hard for something that earns a billion dollars in three days and is like a media event. To, like, deliver any cohesive me- message. I have a lot of thoughts about Grand Gran- Theft Auto, but, like, I don't think this is the correct place for them. Because, like, honestly, like, literally nobody wants to listen to that. Like, I haven't written any of these down because I just don't want to be a video game blogger. I really, really don't want to no, do that. No, if there's if there is a a worse community of people on the internet than, than computers people... It's, it's gamers. gamers. Oh, Fuck God, they're all in... Gamers. They are almost without exception like entitled man children. It is really terrible. Like, and it's not people who play video games. Like I fucking love yeah, video games. That's not what we mean. It's it's the people who are like in games culture and yeah, are like they, they're like leaning into that shit. Like they like read Kotaku, they post on like forums all the time. Yeah. And and they're and they're not like there are plenty of people at there, I think, who post and they're disgusted by it, but they just want to post about video game news because that's what they're into. Like, fine, those people aren't gamers either. Um, These are people who the people... define themselves entirely by one facet of one of their hobbies. Yep. By which exactly. I mean they're boring. They're boring people. Exactly. Yes. It's like that. That. Uh... Who the hell was it? It was like Scott Simpson. Is it Scott Simpson? Is it thing about how not to be boring? That blog post that uh... he wrote. I've never seen it. It's pretty good. It's basically about, like, how, like, you know how when you're having a conversation with somebody, and no matter what you you say, they just kind of keep turning it back to themselves. Most people Mm -hmm. do this, right? Like, you tell an anecdote, other person waits patiently for their turn to tell an anecdote about themselves. Um, That's boring as fuck. Yep. Normally, what's interesting is asking the other person questions. Mm-hmm. And saying, like, oh, how did, you know, what was that like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, at some point, you know, it can shift back to you. You can say, oh, you know, my experiences with that were blah, 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 or whatever. When you, when it's a natural point where you actually have something to add, not just, like, stealing the focus back away yeah. from yourself. I don't know. It's, that's I what the post the, is about. I remember the first time uh, I spoke with someone. Uh, this was my good friend, Rajis, who... Um, I was going through some shit at the time. Uh, I was upset about a breakup. And during the conversation I was having with him, I realized that he hadn't mentioned uh, himself or anything. He hadn't done anything but ask me questions. And I was really struck by that because I couldn't really remember anyone else who... It's not that he refused to talk about himself. It's that talking about himself seemed to be the last thing on his mind. Mm-hmm. And it made a huge impression on me. And like I've been trying to do that ever ever since. I've been trying to because uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing when there's like a lull in a conversation. You know, try to work up an interesting question that you can you know sustain a conversation with. But it also I think really makes a difference just in interpersonal relations. And yeah. you know I don't always succeed at it because fundamentally when it comes down to it I am a tiresome nerd. Uh, <laughs> and. So, but, but you know, we try. We try to. I try to escape the bonds with which I am shackled. <laughs> um. Do we have time for anything else? How are we doing on time? We got we're oh. just about the hour mark, so maybe. Oh, very good, very good. Um. I suppose I could like. I guess I'll give a brief mention to. Uh, I recently took a trip to a uh, to an abandoned steel mill in uh, West Virginia, 
and it was a really striking experience. Um, I took a bunch of pictures. This was what I had uh, the event that sort of started a nascent interest in photography, uh, such in which I wasn't previously interested. Um, and it was very strange. We went to the the. Oh, I, I won't mention the town because uh, what we did was technically <laughs> breaking and entering. <laughs> I mean, it was technically it was breaking and entering a place where there were no other human beings. The only other living thing we saw there was a deer, which was chilling inside the steel mill at like nice. Deer Do. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll, we will elide the name, and uh, it was strange because. We're driving through this normal, sleepy uh, West Virginian town, and you know there's like there's you know on the left there's a hardware store, on the right there's a drug store, there's maybe a soda fountain, there's a couple of places with the term shop in their name, and when I say shop, uh, I mean S H O P P E. Nice. You know, it's like a little ye old little craft shop. Right. Uh, and then suddenly, as though like somebody had flipped the switch, it's like strip club bar. Strip club, strip club, bar, bar, bar slash strip club. Uh, And I'm like, this is weird. And then, as suddenly, uh, again, uh, as it was, it was just suddenly, we were in the steel mill. And, like, a portion of it was still active, but uh, the majority had been closed down uh, a good while ago. It was, like, 15 years or something. And, you know, we got in through methods. uh, And... It was really, it was really an awe-inspiring experience. I would recommend if any any listener, uh, as long as you follow, you should follow standard safety precautions. Blah blah blah. You know, go with somebody, ideally somebody experienced. You know, but if you ha- wear if you a hard ever hat, to- children. Yes, wear and, a hard hat <clears throat> and follow the laws of your locality. Yes, follow laws, except when they suck. Then don't yeah. follow laws. Follow all the uh, laws you agree with. Yeah. <laughs> This is how democracy and civilization work, right, guys? Yeah, you get to pick and choose which laws apply. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Christianity. Oh. Um, well, there's just you know, it, it's that the, the you know the, the three felonies a day concept, right? Like, is that a concept? <laughs> well, you, guys don't, you guys don't know about this. Concept. You guys don't know about no. this. It's that the like on average you commit three felonies a day, like just living your life. Just, like, laws you didn't know about, shit you didn't know you were doing, like, stuff, just, like, incidental shit, like... I've, I've heard about this, but I thought it was bullshit. I don't know, it's not an exact you... number, but the idea is that, like, the, this is one of the reasons why, like, incarceration rates among minorities are so high, is because if someone's looking, there's shit you did that breaks the law that they can bust you for. Right. Pretty much just doing normal shit, like, not hurting anybody... Just living your normal American 2013 life, if someone's looking, they can find shit to lock you away with. I've heard this applied to traffic stops. Like, a, an experienced traffic, traffic cop can drive alongside you for 20 seconds and find something you did wrong enough to pull you over. Yep. Makes sense, really. But no, I recommend if anybody gets a chance to explore uh, an abandoned facility of any nature... Uh, you should, and the circumstances uh, are safe, and you take the necessary precautions. I really recommend it because it's very almost it's a it's a near religious feeling, uh, especially a circumstances like uh, this. Because when these dudes like abandoned the steel mill, they didn't like pack up. They were uh, they like left magazines and like little Christmas trees, uh, and Dang. you know just a bunch of just like day to day shit like. Uh, Some Pompeii notes. Some yeah. <laughs> It's really eerie and uh, <clears throat> provokes an almost religious feeling because you see this building and this mechanism, uh, this this production system of you know really extraordinary complexity stuff that people uh, spent their whole lives you know building and maintaining, and like it's just it's just rusting now, and they can't. Uh, these companies, you know, who still own this land and these steel mills, they can't knock these places down because knocking shit down is expensive. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of liability. There's a lot of cleanup costs. Um, it is most. It is easier, especially if nobody else wants the land, to just let you know a building rust out. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's really sad in a way. 
because you see this thing that people expended so much of their lives, uh, you know, their lifetime on, and it's just kind of resting. It's it's very moving. I recommend it highly. Anyway, how's that for a happy note to end on? <laughs> yes. Does anybody know any good jokes? <clears throat> I don't know any good jokes. So Patrick <laughs> walks into a steel mill. Steel <laughs> mill says we don't serve your kind here. And Patrick says, "Why not?" And the bartender at the steel mill <laughs> says, "Go away." Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Reverse I, racism I is real, you guys. <laughs> it's so real. It is Mis- not a thing that I made up. Misandry. Yeah. Misandry is totally real. Okay, let me amend my previous statement. Men's rights people are even worse than gamers. Oh, oh. yeah. Men's rights, men's rights people are like the single worst people. <laughs> Who was it that was suggesting you to shirt of that or tattoo of that? Fuck those people. Was it Sack? <laughs> But fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said he, yeah, our friend, our friend Sack, uh, Sack, Sack, yeah. Uh, Nap dad. Suggested that I get, uh, anti-men's rights advocate, uh, <laughs> slogans Tattoos. tattooed on my flesh. That'd be good shit. Oh, God damn it! I just got a text from my sister. Hi, sister. If you're listening to this. No, you don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> um... If you are listening to this, I want you to think vividly about cockroaches. Oh, she hates cockroaches. <laughs> she hates them. She, I just got a glowing message from her about her new phone, so I need to type in some derisive laughter. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a jingle. I mean... I mean, I could make something. It'd be, it could be good. Try again.